Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Live in the Bream with host of Fox News at Night, Shannon Bream. All right, you may have seen our next guest on Fox News at night. There is so much to dig into with this topic, so I've asked him to join us on Live in the Bream on our podcast because I think this is something that's really important that our viewers in particular and our listeners care about. It's about our military and something that is happening with regard um, to people who are often referred to as wounded warriors. And so I want to get a chance to talk to him about a unique thing that he's launched. He's really trying to solve a specific problem. Please welcome Major Retired Will Oster who is the president and CEO of Arc of Justice. And we're so glad to have you on Living the Bream. Thank you, Shannon. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so um, tell us a little bit about your service and this problem that developed with people who may suffer an injury, have an illness. They want to stay in the service, but it's really tricky in some cases for them to do so. So tell us what happened. Yeah, it's a really simple problem. So in 2018, a new bureaucratic agency came online called Defense Health Agency. So before that, going back to General George Washington, Continental Army, if a soldier had a problem, they would actually use open door up the chain of command. Open door, it means uh, a commander has the ability to send a soldier into harm's way. So therefore, it's a sacred relationship. So a soldier can say, hey, I'm being mistreated, Mr. Commander. You know, can I come in? And George Washington did that with the Continental Army at Valley Forge. So it was 245 years of that. 2018 was the first time in our nation's history that soldiers could no longer do that because of DHA. So now... Wounded warriors, they are supposed to go through DHA, but DHA is like, nope, we don't care about you. We don't own the problem. Point the finger of blame at the Army. The Army says, hey, we wish we could help you. Mm. But now DHA, congressionally mandated, they own it. So it created this gap where these two major institutions point the finger at blame. And the wounded warriors are falling right through that gap. And nobody's taking responsibility. It's been going on three years now, Shannon. Yeah. So at one point, there was a sort of a deploy or get out policy. That's right. And so if you became injured along the way or developed an illness or something happened, but you said, listen, I still think that with modification or there's some way that I can stay in the service. This is what I want to do. You're saying that what the problem turned out to be, it, it, essentially, uh, folks who found themselves in that position were, were told, no, even if you want to make a, an attempt at staying in, we're going to have to let you go. That's exactly right. So listen, there's nothing wrong with the player get out, in my opinion. Uh, Secretary of Defense Mattis, you know, he had to make a call. The world is changing. You know, they got to get ready. God forbid a near peer war with you know China or Russia. And because it's been less than one percent of the population who's actually been fighting our war since 9-11 and we're, you know, repeat cycling deployments. So, you know, I only deployed twice. You know, there's some of my brothers who have deployed six, seven times. Well, you know, your body starts to break down. So our, you know, wounded warrior numbers started to inch up. And so they swung the pendulum the other day because before mm-hmm. it was like, hey, we don't have a draft. Like, we're, we're going to, you know, give we'll them some more time. In. That's right. Mm-hmm. So but then Secretary of Defense Mattis was like, oh, no, if we get into World War Three, we need to deploy everyone. Everyone needs to be able to go. Good policy. I want to make mm-hmm. that clear. I'm not criticizing it. 
what has happened is you're supposed to still, even with that policy, have Army regulations and the policy say you have, after your diagnosis, up to a year to get healthy. Mm -hmm. So what has happened is they've weaponized that because DHA, in my case and in many of my clients, once you get a diagnosis that seems pretty serious, they don't give you a year to fight it. Mm -hmm. They just kick you out right away. Okay, so that year that is built in there to try to heal, get better, prove yourself that you can still be an asset and stay. Right. You're saying that's been taken away. That's I been mean, taken away. And, yes, ma'am. And what people should know about you is that you fought and fought and fought for a long yes. time. And you're not, um, you know, an, an average, um, you know, I would say soldier who's out there. I mean, you're somebody that has a lot of education and experience on your side that enabled you to keep fighting. And I know that you worry. I mean, let's talk about your law degree and everything else sure. you have. Yeah. There are a lot of people out there who don't have that same education, yes. maybe overwhelmed by the right. bureaucracy and say, I can't fight this. I'm just going to go. Right. No, I had every advantage that you could have because I had a Pepperdine Law degree. So I graduated from top law school. I have all these mentors, you know, even before I came into the military, ambassadors, U.S. senators, you know, I don't want to name them by name, but and then I get, you know, mentored by generals. I have time in a special operations unit. So I had the best experiences that you can have at 12 years in the military. I have mentors at the highest level of the Pentagon. And I went all the way fighting for 20 months and DHA every time smacked me down. Mm -hmm. Even if I said, hey, I've got it in black and white. You know, it says here that Major Osten needs to be kicked out, according to my doctor. And then they changed it to, you know, the opposite. And I'm like, look, you changed my, my nine-year-old daughter could say that you just changed it. They're like, we don't care because there's mm -hmm. no accountability. So if they're doing this to me, then what are they doing to the 19-year-old private? He has no hope. You know, he doesn't even know it's being done to him. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I started Arca Justice, to fight for those who are defenseless and can't mm -hmm. fight on their own. So let's talk about DHA, because I mean, like you've said, there may be some policies that have unintended consequences, but you were, sure. you know, then Secretary Mattis. Yes, ma'am. For what he did was, I have to assume that the origins and the idea behind DHA was a positive thing. Yes, I, absolutely. So um, it's, you know, in the military, we call these things a good idea fairy and the law of unintended consequences, second and third order effects. So uh, Defense Health Agency was formulated, I, th I believe the idea was, okay, we want medical professionals and civilians in charge of our military medical treatment facilities. Because before that, you know, you may have a combat arms guy, like an infantry guy come in, command a hospital. Well, you know, he, he's never been had medical training now he's a good leader but he's never had medical training and then he leaves in two years so you want continuity but unfortunately the planners did a bad job and they did not anticipate that dha would completely say we don't own the wounded warrior program because of the it was transferred to them wholesale and they definitely own it i mean i have the documentation i actually have it's a week old now, but after almost three years, well, two and a half years of fighting, mm -hmm. I have the Undersecretary of Defense saying, we actually don't know who owns the Wounded mm -hmm. Warriors. So so how does this get resolved then? Because I know that when I initially met you yep. a while back, you were still in the service and sure. still hopeful that you might be able to win the fight to stay in. Right. You're out now and you found many other cases of yeah. people that are in the same situation. Yep. So how does this get resolved? Yeah. So we're passing the Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights. And I mean, honestly, Shannon, I thought it was going to take me maybe two, three even five years um, because we're very small and it's a bureaucratic quagmire and you know getting things done in DC but I believe that the cause is so righteous and you know, as, as you, you, we've talked about everybody wants to get behind wounded warriors mm -hmm. and so right now um, I actually have a wounded warrior bill of rights drafted on the house side so it's through markup so mm -hmm. we've got it and it's a huge accomplishment. It's, it's, um, it's unbelievable. It really is. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable just the favor. I have to give credit to the Lord, mm -hmm. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I mean, he's just given me so much favor and people mm -hmm. are behind it. So um, also, and this is the beautiful thing, and 
I don't know if it'll happen. You know, anything could happen. The bottom could mm-hmm. drop out, but that's not up to me. Um, Senator Martha McSally, and I give you credit for this because mm-hmm. she saw me on your show mm-hmm. on Vets Day. You know, you took a risk putting me on there. Yeah. She's a veteran. She mm-hmm. was watching live. I got an email that next morning from her military legislative mm-hmm. aide. And since then, I've been working with her and Senator Rick Scott. And this this blows my mind. They actually, we're going to do the NDAA route, but they want to do a standalone bill, mm-hmm. an up and down vote on the Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights. So instead of it being, you know, two pages out of hundreds Attached and NDAA. A, a big, huge appropriations yes, measure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now it's going to get more, if that happens, it's going to get more publicity and it's going to bring more attention to the plight of wounded warriors. And that would be even better. Mm-hmm. So um, I believe that would happen, you know, sometime in the late summer or fall, mm-hmm. and then it would go right up to the elections. And, and I can't imagine anybody standing against it, especially now that, you know, after you know two years of DHA saying, we don't own it, the Army owns it. Now DHA is quiet and mm-hmm. saying, uh-oh. And DOD, their bosses are saying, uh, we don't know who owns it. Mm-hmm. So they've actually admitted, you're mm-hmm. right. Major Oast, and there is a gap, and we don't know, mm-hmm. which is incredible. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. Precise, personal, powerful. Is America's weather team in the palm of your hands? Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You think about in life, and I know that you're a person of faith like I am, and yep. you think about in life that sometimes the worst things that you go through, absolutely, there's purpose in it because it may... Uh, you know, solve a greater problem That's right. down the road. And That's so right. I know um, I know that you and I probably share that view on this. We, we, we do. So we're fellow sufferers. You know, I've read your story. Don't make me cry, Shannon. All right. <laughs> you don't make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad that this is not video podcast right now. All right. So um, I'm going to share something um, that I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to me as I was going through this in my really dark, dark days. Um, and he said, when you've lost everything, then you have nothing to lose. And that is when you become the most dangerous weapon for my kingdom's mission. I will use the story of your suffering to rescue a generation of wounded warriors. And so, you know, I mean, I, I believe the Holy Spirit spoke that to me. Um, I believe it's truth. And so uh, just like the biblical character of Joseph, you know, I'd go through the, the, pr- the pit and the prison mm-hmm. and all of that prepared him mm-hmm. to deliver an entire generation. And I'm, I'm not saying, listen, I'm not trying to say I'm that I'm, you know, uh, and you are a very humble guy. Well, I know that about you. Calvin Coolidge said, great men are the ambassadors of providence sent to reveal to their fellow men their unknown selves. And so I look to the great men and women of history, and I just say, I get inspired by them. And I, I don't consider myself a great, great man, but I'm like, maybe I can make a small difference mm-hmm. in my generation. And so... You know, I, I I don't feel like I'm the best officer or the best attorney, and I'm not dealing in false humility. But for whatever reason, God's used me because I think He knows that I can be smacked down a lot of times <laughs> and bounce back up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in Philadelphia, and like I love Rocky. You know, as you he's know, a fighter. Yeah, he's, he's you know Rocky. What is he famous for? You know, those Rocky movies. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's not Yo Adrian, I love you. It's like he gets like the garbage beat out of him, and then he ones. bounces. Yeah, he bounces yeah. back up, and so. There's a ferocity in me, a fierceness that the warrior ethos that, you know, the special operations community has imbued me with. And I know that it's wrong. And so I don't care how many times DHA says, mm-hmm. no, you're a bad officer or like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, make ad hominem tax. I'm like, no, I got you dead to rights. And the mm-hmm. truth and time is on my side. Mm-hmm. And now that they've kicked me out, they've supposedly taken everything away from me, the ability to get pension, you know, the ability to wear my uniform. 
now, like, I, I actually, they've made me very dangerous because I have nothing to lose, you know? And so they thought I'd go away, but here I am, you know, no, five months later fighting. Knowing you, I, there's no way you're going away. No, no, um, no just way. Just watching you in this fight over the last <laughs> couple of years and knowing that we, what you've been through, and you flagged a lot of other cases yeah. because you've now learned, and this is what your group is about now, is trying to help other yeah. people who find themselves in the whole thing. I mean, the fact that you've got legislation potentially on both sides of the hill yep. is huge. It's so hard to it's, get the smallest thing done up yeah, there, but yeah. we have a lot of veterans and on both sides of the aisle and this support of the military tends to be a very especially wounded warriors very bipartisan thing right so i mean just what you started and put into motion sounds like such a positive thing and it is so comforting and inspiring to know that in your worst worst experiences there was purpose in all of it and the fact that you may be able to help so many other people it's hard when you're in the middle of it it sure is But when you come out the other end and you realize like okay i see now what sure that's all about that i can reach down to pull someone else up and i know that you're working on current cases now i don't I know sure how much am. you can or can't tell us those yeah but. so i won't i won't say names but you know i mean I, even today uh you know and you saw some of this email traffic uh i i have a a top military athlete, uh, female graduate of Citadel. I think she won like the Le- leadership award. She's an Air Force Special Operations. She's married to an Army Green Beret. So like you know, if, these are not slackers. These are not slackers. <laughs> you know, so like I mean, I don't know. This I feel is like, like I need to do some push-ups. Yeah, just hearing about them. Yeah, this is like this is like a royal couple. But you know, this is of like the military, of the yeah. military. You know, this is like the best of the best. And so then you know, she she had a medical issue, but it was resolved, and she got cleared. By two different doctors, and so she's to like stay to stay in. Mm-hmm. So there, she's like, great. Suddenly, a bureaucrat comes along. She's up for a deployment, and without even assessing her, she just sees the prospect of a diagnosis without even checking her, Shannon, mm-hmm. and kicks her out mm-hmm. and starts the process. And so then I get a special forces surgeon, you know, which like a lot, a lot of these doctors, like they don't want to, they'll say, oh, that what happened to you is so wrong, but they won't go on the record. Right. Well, it's I, tough for them. Yeah, it's tough for them, you know, right? You're, you're in the military. You know, I've got a friend here with me tonight, but like, and he's in the military, but I'm persona non grata. So he's like, I don't want you to say my name, Austin, you know, because he's <laughs> like, hey, man, I don't want them coming for me. So I love you. So he's here for moral support. He's here for moral support. So the surgeon goes and writes, you know, digitally signed. And still, they will not disenroll her. Like, we have them dead to rights. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, what they do is they try, and, they try and shame you. And by they, I mean, like, DHA, the bureaucrats, you know, they're like, oh, you're a disgruntled soldier. You know, you're a slacker. You're a malinger, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they use shame. And I'm like, no, my clients are the best of the best. Hard and work. you are actually costing the taxpayers, like, their investment in, like, our greatest warriors. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I say they've weaponized the player get out policy. They're actually not following it. Mm-hmm. They're using it as an excuse to get the numbers down. And then they look good to the Pentagon bean mm-hmm. counters because they don't know how the sausage is made. They're like, hey, look at this. We kicked out 100 right. wounded warriors. And they're like, money we saved. yeah, good job. That we good got. job. Yeah. Nobody's asking, how are you doing it? Or who are you doing it to? Mm-hmm. It's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. And it's totally wrong. Well, this may be your whole purpose in going through this. Is to, <laughs> yep. is to I write. believe and, it is. And listen, I mean, I think that there are good people all throughout these agencies and throughout the military sure. who, as you said, I mean, there may be a lack of direction, yeah. vagueness about the process yep. or about their task before right. them. Right. And if this gets it clarified, it's going right. to be an important development for hundreds right. of people who have found themselves 
in this position. Do you, by the way, um, know who Scotty Smiley is? I've heard the name. Yeah, yeah. He was a West Point lo- grad. Yeah, lost his eyesight. Lost his yes. eyesight over in service overseas yes. on deployment. And when he was recovering at Walter Reed, there was kind of this discussion about, well, you know, transitioning out and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. His wife is amazing, Tiffany. She is amazing. Nurse. Yep. I've seen They're her speak. They're the most amazing couple. And, um, you know, they. I think that they said to Tiffany something about, well, you know, We've never had a blind um, officer or right. someone in this level right. before. And she was like, well, until now. Exactly. You know, and they fought and fought and fought exactly. for him to stay in. And it's the same kind of situation where you, you, you're you like you or like right. Scotty where you, your yeah. heart and soul is yeah. in serving this country through yeah. the military. And you're willing to work through your own physical challenges because you want to stay. Yeah. And you know you still have service to right. give. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you this story real quick about why I joined the military, because, you know, I'm at 12 years in, so I'm eight years away from a pension and retirement that was taken from me. So they probably are like, you know, hey, he just wanted his pension, his money. Well, I didn't join the military for money and I didn't stay in for money. You know, I Pepperdine Law, you know, could have gone and made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. When when Pat Tillman was killed in action, the NFL football player who gave up a $3.2 million contract to join, I was at Pepperdine overlooking the Pacific Ocean. I'd lived like an easy life, you know, great wonderful parents, you know, great upbringing. I had done nothing to serve my country. And I was cut to the quick. I mean, I felt, I can't tell you, Shannon, I use a different word. I felt convicted. I started crying, you know, um, you know, at Pepperdine. And I knew I needed to serve my country. And I knew I was going to have over $100,000 in law school mm-hmm. loan. And I, I loved it. And I've stayed, you know. And so it's not about the money. It's about the service and, and what we're doing. Um, and so that, that's what they're doing to my clients as well. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, what will success look for you and for Arc of Justice? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked. Um, so I'm doing it as a campaign plan. Uh, and what I mean by that is uh, many nonprofits, you know, they're started and then they stay through perpetuity, you know. And, and listen, there's like so many good 501c3s doing veterans. I, and I'm actually I've got my niche for active duty. I'm not veterans. Um, but I don't want Arc of Justice to be around. Actually, it's counterintuitive. Success for me is Arc of Justice goes away next mm-hmm. year. You get this accomplished because on the hill. I, yes, I want to pass the Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights, and then I want to like just go do something else, you know, and mm-hmm. get closure for me and my wife. Um, you know, we're not bitter, we're not disgruntled. We love what we're doing. We've forgiven all of our oppressors and enemies, even though like they haven't asked. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we got to do because we're not going to let them defeat us twice. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, victory is Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights closing the gap. Now, it's not going to f- perfectly fix the system, Shannon, because there's st- it's still a bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you get a soldier back to that chain of command, now he may get mistreated at the company level and then he's got to go up to the battalion level. But eventually there's going to be somebody who wears the cloth of our nation, who has deployed, who's lost comrades in combat, and they are going to treat them better than a civilian who's never served or bureaucrat has never served. You have taken this more seriously than anyone in the DHA chain of responsibility. And are you a wonderful person? Absolutely. Are you good at your job? Yes. But it's wrong that you, as a Fox News expert that you are, takes it more seriously than anybody in the Defense Health Agency. And, and I mean that, Shannon. It's, it's totally wrong. You've taken it. You've read more. You've taken it to the max. And it needs to go back to the chain of command. 
So, Well, listen, we are happy to just shine a light on anything that impacts our um, servicemen and women. And you have been such an articulate person. I, you know, I think that it wasn't coincidence that we were brought together. I, absolutely. Um, and so it's my Providence. family is full of people who have served and who are serving now. And I would never want to see this happen to anybody I care about and that I love. And, and right. I know who has a heart like you do for service. And right. so I think we need to take a good look at this. Our, I hope that our lawmakers will follow up on this and just yes, take ma'am. a look at people who have had a physical challenge, but but know that they can be good enough to continue serving right. and to just clear up the bureaucracy on this to yeah. hopefully uh, make sure that um, your time is done in this. Yeah, um, but for the for folks me. who are still in, um, the fact that you are using your struggle and your experience to help other people is a beautiful thing. And so please keep us updated, and we'd love to know whenever you uh, have more to tell us. I will. It's been an honor, Shannon. Thank you so much. Thanks for being with us on this week's Live in the Brain. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.